there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us in your busy schedule. We certainly hope and pray that you would be edified, Christ would be glorified. For more information about us, you can go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase, and there you can find out a lot more information about us. You can submit your Bible questions there through our contact page, and that's exactly what we're going to do today in the podcast. We've received several questions, and we have quite a few new listeners. We're excited about that. I believe that's a great blessing from God. And if you want to know if your question has been received and that we're working on it, you can see that on the web page as well. If you go to the podcast index page and scroll down, you will find all the questions there that we have received and those that we've already answered. We love hearing uh, positive feedback. We get lots of that, lots of likes and shares, and we certainly appreciate that. And please continue to tell your friends and your family about us. Tell them how you found us. Uh, we are on many podcasting apps. Uh, quite a few, actually. The more I discover uh, podcast apps, uh, there we are. And so uh, please be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your favorite uh, podcasting app. As I stated, we're going to answer some questions that, that came from listeners just like you. And the first question is, uh, are we promised another day from God? I hear lots of people talking about uh, God, we all live to be 100 years old, average age or whatever. And So let's talk about that. And if you have a Bible, I, I really would hope that you would follow along and read uh, in that Bible. And so, James chapter 4, verse 13 through 15 says this, and I, this is from the English Standard Version. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What it is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills it, we will live and do this or do that. Now, there seems to be one exception to this that I have found in the Scriptures, and it's in the Old Testament. And other than this one exception... I would say we are not promised at all to relive the next moment, let alone the next day or next week or the next year. And so Hezekiah, whose name means uh, strength of God, he is a, a king in Judah. And perhaps he was the most, second most successful uh, king at Judah ever had. It would be the southern tribes. And he would reign for 29 years and he becomes uh, the richest king of all. A lot of people would say even more than Solomon, which I'm not sure about that, but that's neither here or there. Uh, God uses Isaiah, the prophet, uh, to supernaturally heal uh, Hezekiah. 
He, he's at the point of death from his illness that he has developed, and because uh, Hezekiah turned his face to the wall, and he begins to pray, and, and he worships God, uh, showing great uh, humility towards God. God will add 15 years uh, to his life in that he would actually have a son in the next 15 years and he will be able to carry on his uh, bloodline. And from that, he knows that he will see tomorrow for the next 15 years. And you can read about that in Isaiah chapter 38. I'm not going to read the entire chapter uh, in the podcast, but I would encourage you to, to go and read that. And... Uh, he's probably going to die from this disease that he has, this illness. And he does. He prays and, and asks God to, to heal him and whatnot. But, and he answers that prayer. And Isaiah, uh, the prophet, uh, living obviously in the same time frame, his name means God's salvation. Kind of interesting. And, and he's the prophet, really. He's going to be in the southern kingdom uh, of Judah. And just a little side note about Isaiah. His ministry goes through at least four kings. Uh, some of them I, I couldn't pronounce. But he's uh, eventually executed by uh, a king, uh, Manasseh. And tradition says Isaiah was sold in half. Uh, Isaiah was a great prophet, and he is the writer of the book of Isaiah, uh, the life of Uzzah, and the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Now, today we would call that first and second uh, kings. And so he is, uh, Isaiah is a very important part of the Old Testament, and he, uh, to answer going back to the question about a day promised for another are we promised another day well uh, actually the answer is no we are not and the only thing that happened was one time Isaiah would bring that message from God the uh, the next question is going to be out of Genesis and if you would follow along again I'd encourage you to do that uh, the previous question I have no idea uh, where the person was from and it was an email address that really didn't have a name in it. And so, and they did not sign it or anything. And when you do email, uh, we always kind of like to uh, know where you're from and your name. And if you don't want us to put that over the air, uh, just state that and we will honor that request. Uh, the second uh, thing we're going to talk about, listener, it's more of a statement than I think maybe a question. And this person, uh, he writes, uh, The creation story in the flood is recorded in the book of Genesis. It cannot be true as written in the Bible, because lions would be killing and eating uh, the animals. Well, to be honest about it, I really haven't gave that much thought until uh, I got this uh, email. And so I sit down and start thinking about it, praying about it. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 30, it says, And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the sky, and to everything that moves on the earth which has life, I have given every green plant for
proper food and it was so so I'm thinking before the fall before Adam and Eve's great sin in the garden eating from the uh, forbidden tree the fruit uh, the forbidden fruit however you want to word it uh, these animals ate grass they ate plants they were plant eaters and it might be hard for us to really understand in our day and time how that could be possible but I found two examples that I, I want to show you and, and you can use your favorite search engine just like I did to, to find this and so uh, lions here is an example everybody you know go back to that the statement to that the listener gave to us, uh, Frank, uh, about lions. Well, there were two lions that have been known to be vegetarian. And perhaps the famous is uh, Little Tyke. This was a large cat that was raised on a farm but refused to, to eat meat throughout the duration of uh, her lifetime. Her vegetation diet shows that cats though they're meat eaters in the wild can easily be sustained their diet as a vegetarian now i thought that was interesting and then here's another lion uh, lay lea was also a vegetarian for the first seven years of her life and she was transported to a refuge in southern africa where it took around a month to get this big cat accumulated to start to eat meat and you can read all about these lions or several articles uh, on them uh, on the internet and so I thought that's really interesting and here's another one uh, vultures most people know that vultures like to eat uh, uh, they're like a bird of prey but uh, they like to eat dead animals and whatnot but there is a vulture it's called the palm nut vulture and its primary diet is palm fruit. It's been known uh, to eat fish, uh, you know, and, and other things that would be considered meat. But palm nuts are the bulk of this vulture's diet. And this bird of prey uh, apparently does not need meat uh, to survive. The idea animals that are meat eaters today have always been that way I, again I think needs to be reevaluated um, when we look through the eyes of scripture when we think back to creation again as I read in Genesis all animals were vegetarian it was only after the sin and death and suffering to enter into the world for animals as well as humans that uh, animals became these meat eaters but apparently these two examples that I found uh, the animals can survive without meat and so while they were on the ark they could have ate grass very easily apparently according to the Bible and so uh, there you have it I, I don't know without this actually being in the ark with Noah I couldn't give you any more better answer than that. So I appreciate that, uh, Frank, that you emailed us. Please, I, I hope that you continue to listen. I know that you said you were a new listener, and I appreciate that. So please tell your friends and family about us.
the uh, the next question what Bible scriptures address that it is timeless well that's a good question the Bible contains a, a timeless message from the beginning to the end uh, of hope uh, that God is, is a God who himself is not bound by time his love never ends uh, that there is eternity that God wants to to uh, share with us in heaven and so let's read a couple scriptures if you uh, have your Bible again I encourage you to follow along in Psalm chapter 90 Psalm chapter 90 verse 2 it says, before the mountains were born or you gave birth to the earth and the world even from everlasting to everlasting you are God and then over in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord so again he wants to share an eternity with us in other words there is no t time just continues to go on we're bound by time on this side of uh, the second coming uh, we before our death uh, before we hit that grave we, we are bound by time we I think we have a hard time in the flesh understanding how something could go on forever and ever and ever I think that's pretty uh, pretty tough to do there's a, a gentleman where I work uh, Mark he and I have had several talks about how can we understand timelessness and I don't think that we really can uh, a thousand years ago I mean God commanded the nation of Israel uh, to teach their children his ways uh, that people were told to make sure to know that your children and your children's children know the God's uh, commands, his laws, who God was, what he expected of his creation. Again, I don't think this was a one-time commandment for just that particular generation. If you read that carefully in Deuteronomy chapter 6, uh, verse 7, it says, You shall teach them diligently to your sons talking about his laws and you shall talk of them when you sit down in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you sleep again this continual lifetime of teaching your children the the laws of God and then over in chapter 11 and verse 19 you shall teach them to your sons, talking to them when you sit down in the house, while you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you rise up. Again, over and over again, God is saying, Hey, look, you need to make sure your children and your children's children know who God is in his ways, his laws, and what he expects, and how to love him. Uh, Deuteronomy 4, verse 9 says, Only... Give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen and they do not depart from your heart 
all the days of your life, but make them known to your sons and your grandsons. Okay, again, a multiple generations, not just a one-time type deal. And of course, God is talking about all the great things that they have done, uh, witnessed, how they came out of Egypt, how they got the Ten Commandments, how they were able to cross the Red Sea. And God is saying, you need to remember and teach these uh, commands to your children. And that would be same for us today. This is a timeless teaching. Uh, today we are expected to teach our children and our grandchildren and turn it, hope that they will continue to teach their children and grandchildren and so on about who Jesus is and uh, the plan of salvation. The Word of God is complete and it's true. There's no need for anything else in our life to, to guide us spiritually speaking that we have uh, many of God's promises in the Bible that are recorded for us uh, that are relevant for all generations. Here is another example. We kind of talked about it just in the previous question. Uh, the flood, the devastating flood of Noah in his day in Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9 starting in verse 11. I establish my covenant with you, all flesh shall never again be cut off by the water of the flood, neither shall these things again be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I am making between me and you, and every living creature that is with you, for all successive generations. Okay, uh, so the earth has never been completely destroyed by a flood. Yes, there's been floods, localized floods, but not the entire uh, globe. And so, uh, again, that is an example of the timelessness of God's Word. Then it continues uh, to come forth here. Uh, I will cause your name to be remembered in all generations, therefore the nations will praise you forever and ever. I mean, that's Psalm 45. Psalm 89, verse 1 says, I will sing the steadfast love of the Lord forever with my mouth, and I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. So, again, the Word of God is written down. We have, uh, Psalms was written by David way before Christ's time, that and here we are, still reading it, studying it, and praying. Uh, the world is always changing, always changing. Uh, but God's Word, the Bible, it, it, it is humanity's essential guide. It does not change. God cannot change. Uh, you can find that statement as well. In the New Testament here, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Again, this idea of being timeless and that God does not change, His Word does not change, it does not take on new meaning with every generation or somebody comes up with some new wind or idea. Again, the psalmist says that the Bible 
can revive us, can make us wise, give joy to the heart, and light to the eyes. Psalm 19. The Bible is about Jesus. It's about his kingdom that has not changed, will not change. And the human race uh, needs a Savior more and more than ever before. It, we, we are sinful people. We need, we need God. That has not changed since the fall of Adam and Eve. And it continues on to this day. So I appreciate that uh, question about uh, being timeless. Is the Bible uh, really timeless? And our last and final question uh, comes uh, from a man who said his name is Joe. And his question is, why did Joseph's brothers not recognize him? Uh, you know, I've often thought that myself. Uh, so first of all, if you give some thought to this, uh, it's been about 20 years. Uh, that Joseph was sold into slavery and a lot of things have happened in Joseph's life. He was a young boy when he is sold into slavery. He was a, an immature teenager. Had probably uh, had no beard or anything. He probably just a young boy at 12 years old. And so when his brothers meet him first see him and they don't recognize him, he's a full-grown man. Uh, his voice is probably different, much deeper. Uh, he's probably a lot taller. Maybe he has thicker hair. Uh, I mean, look at a picture when you were 12 years old, if you have one, and look in the mirror uh, 30, 40 years later. You will see uh, there is a difference. Uh, secondly, his appearance was now as Egyptian. I mean, he is uh, wearing Egyptian pharaoh-type clothing. Uh, he was in command. Only pharaoh had more power or rank than he did. And he would be wearing uh, that kind of uh, royalty type of outfit would be my guess. And traditionally, Hebrew men wore beards. And Joseph more than likely was very clean-shaven and had certain cosmetics done to his face. Uh, his demeanor, his mannerisms uh, would have also been refined of his status as second in command of all of Egypt. Again, uh, he'd probably been all decked out in some really nice fancy clothes that would not have given any clue of his Hebrew past. Uh, thirdly, uh, they're really not expecting to see him. I mean, seriously, they had sold him into slavery. Uh, what are the odds that their uh, brother is going to be sitting in front of them, uh, sitting uh, on a throne? Uh, uh, I seriously doubt they're even thinking that direction. They probably are really thinking deep down, he's dead by now. Uh, slaves may or may not live that long in that day or time. And so, slaves are treated differently uh, throughout the history of the world. Some of them uh, were treated very well. 
most Roman citizens uh, in the day of Christ were treated well and so they were considered an asset. Uh, they had people had money invested in them and so again uh, the, the slaves uh, that the Jewish people would have again very well respected and treated well as long as you know you did what you're supposed to do. A lot of people make the comparison today uh, of slaves and us going to work and I can kind of see that picture to a small degree of why people might be saying that and so anyway I, I kind of hope that answers your your question there's nothing in the Bible that really uh, gives a clear uh, indication of why they did not recognize him it could be also that God was somehow hiding uh, that fact so again I uh, thank you for listening uh, thank you for submitting your question I certainly hope all of you that have a question would submit it to, through our web page there through that contact us page in the subject line if you would please put in a, uh, a little note there that you have it's a question and that uh, it will catch our eye we are just bombarded with spam and I don't want your question to get lost in, in the spam box by accident uh, we skim over it not realizing it was a question from a listener and so uh, we want to hear it from you and answer your questions if all possible and so please do that again uh, if you would please go to our, our web page and check all that out you can read our statement of faith there uh, ways of financially supporting us uh, praying for us to continue to be able to put the podcast out uh, that God would help us always uh, to use his word correctly and honestly how he would want us to do it and uh, there are so many uh, teachings out floating around uh, that's why we take serious what we do here we certainly hope that you are following along in your Bible and those who tell you don't need a Bible uh, to know who God is, I would be very cautious of that person. And so, again, I want to thank you for listening. I, I do appreciate it. We have many new listeners in recent weeks and lots of new followers. Uh, we're really starting to grow more and more. Uh, we thank God for that. So, please tell your friends and family about us. That's the best uh, advertisement that we can have. And we do appreciate uh, the positive emails and comments that we do get and all the likes uh, that we get. Again, may God bless you and may he have the glory.